I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. I am joined by my favourite therapists, Nick and Eva Speakman. Welcome back, lovelies. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us back. You're so welcome. I am fascinated by you too. Like, so much about, like, how you've worked together as a couple and managed to stay married and all these things. I'm just fascinated. But I want to go all the way back to the start and ask how you've got into doing what you're doing. Well, uh, it started with me. It's funny, actually, because I was writing something today uh, and about Eva and I, and, and I was looking at it, and, and actually we've been studying psychology and human behaviour combined for almost 70 years. Doesn't that make us sound old? Maybe you. It makes what? you sound impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, well, uh, but it was Nick, to be fair. But yeah, so, so basically, I, uh, when, I was, when I was 20 years of age, I, had, I, I ended up in hospital and I was, I was told that I had a bowel condition that was known as toxic megacolon. And basically, my bowel was about to rupture because I'd had, unbeknownst to me, a condition called ulcerative colitis. And I was told that I had six to eight weeks to live, but they were going to save my life by, uh, by removing my bowel and giving me um, a colostomy bag. And I just, at the age of 20, I just... I just couldn't imagine life yeah. with that you know and, and nothing against that. I've met so many people who've, live with uh, who've, yes, who've lived yeah. with them and, and, and they're fine but it, it just wasn't for me and, and I just thought I, I need to find an answer unfortunately my dad had always told me that anything's possible and uh, and the answer to everything that you ever need to know is in the library and that just shows how old Nick that, is. Yeah, 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 no, Google. Well I, before Google, I'm I actually say. miss libraries, though. I miss yeah, library I cards. Know. I miss the smell. Oh. I miss having books yeah, in your absolutely. hands. Absolutely. I miss it. It could be really quiet, and you go in and you can just sit in the quiet. It's just brilliant. I agree. Amazing. I so, 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 I mean, this is a really long story. So, long story yeah, short, short I, you know, I went into the library, I looked for an answer, and I eventually found an answer. And, what, and, and the thing that, and you know, and a chain. What I, I realised, simple as, uh, I, I was told that bowels don't heal because they just don't. And then, uh, and I came up with this idea. Well, did they not heal because they don't get chance to heal? Because I had a cut on my finger, and I kept picking that, and that wasn't going to heal either. And I thought, is that bowels don't heal because we never stop eating? Just think about it, Vicky. From the yeah. moment that you're born, 
you never stop eating. So there's always something going through your bowel so it doesn't get a chance to heal. So anyway, I found an answer and, and, and it made me think that actually, even though I had one of the top gastroenterologists in the UK who told me that, he was wrong. And I thought, well, why is he wrong? And then I realised that information you know, is inherently flawed because it gets passed down through uh, academia and people don't challenge it enough. Anyway. So I started studying psychology. Yes, all right, yeah. I thought it was a long story. I started studying psychology and the possibilities, and I started questioning literally everything about my life, about my beliefs, about everything. Uh, and, and I came up with some great ideas that, that didn't fit with the normal psychology mod model as such and then like what was already sort of out there yeah well just beliefs that things can't be cured and you know things that the, the, you have to live with disorders and, can only be managed and, and you know and, and one thing. thing and you know and, and i've always been into rock music and one thing that had a, a big bearing on me one of my uh favorite guitarists a guy called rory gallagher you might not have heard of him he was an irish guitarist but he he had a fear of flying and because he had a fear of flying but he liked touring he used to get medication off his doctor to decrease his anxiety. As a result of that, he took an accidental overdose, right? And this guy died because of a fear of flying, in right? Essence. In essence. And, and that really made me think, well, why did that have to happen? Why was that the case? And, uh, and, and I had lots of theories about how mental health, instead of being managed, can be cured. And then 30 years ago, I met Eva and I shared all this, all my ideas with her. And she's been on this journey yeah, with me ever of, since. And then we kind of went on the journey together. So we, we have been together for 30 years, married for 26, two days ago was our 26th one. Yes. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank, Thank you. I know. It's, how, it's did you so me- how did you so, meet? Believe it or not, my car uh, got stolen from right. a near Nick's office. And I went into Nick's office to use the phone. Because back then we didn't have mobile phones, um, and I went into Nick's office. I, I had one. It was like a briefcase. It was. I swear to God, it literally was. Didn't need to because of the gym. It was that heavy. Yeah. Anyway, so I went into Nick's office to use the phone, and he was just so lovely. And he rang the police, and he stayed with me, and then he drove me home. And, uh, and you're so smooth. Everything that you'd expect. Come on. I know, yeah. And then, and then, and what made it even sort of more sort of sweet was that he was going to America in the early hours of the following morning he'd not packed but yet he'd he never he didn't know me I was a total stranger and he was so kind to me so when he came back from his trip to America I took him for lunch and that was it and we have from that moment to this we've just never stopped talking and speaking at each other and I do think that that is a big component to the fact I mean literally we spend all our time together we go to the gym together um you know we, we spend our kids and us we go on tour together with our workshops and and I think the reason that we're so successful at what we do is because because we understand that you know we all see the world very differently and that's why there's so much conflict because people kind of only ever see it their way and yet if you try and understand and speak and talk like we do um then you you can sort of unravel everything and anything and and also nipping things in the bud before they escalate which is a a really important thing And, and looking for a different a different because our therapy is just based on seeing a different perspective of, of life uh, you know just as but, but the starting point Vicky is that it's not what's wrong with you it's what happened to you yeah, yeah. right and, and that's the biggest thing and, and that's something that 
totally should be adopted in mental health yeah. because you know everyone's getting diagnosis this is wrong with you that's wrong with you and you know and people feel broken because yeah. they go somewhere looking for because they don't understand their emotions and they go looking for help and they get diagnosed and you've got this and then that's a label that people walk around with yeah. as opposed to saying right this is what happened to you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when you accept, see, there's a lot of studies in psychology, whereas if you tell somebody that they've got a psychological problem, then uh, as opposed to a biological problem, then they're halfway there being able to get over it. Whereas if you think it's biological, you just think, well, I'm just going to live with this, right? Yeah. This is who I am. You know, this, this is me. And, you know, and, but, and then it always becomes an excuse for things as opposed to saying, right, okay, let's get this right. So it's not what's, it's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. And that, I think, is a far, like, that to me is more manageable. Like, you know, when you say to someone, like, Oh, this is wrong with you, and blah, blah. it makes you feel. It does. It makes you feel broken. Like something's Absolutely. your fault, and no matter what you do, you can't get better. But if you say like you're a good person, you're a nice. But something bad happened to you. It makes you feel like you can get better. Absolutely. It's all in the way you look at it. Was it you okay. guys who taught me? And I can't remember whether it's true or I've picked this up. But are you born only ever born with two fears? Correct. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. That's fear of we, we, you did. Yeah. For sort of loud we, we noises. Spoke about it. And yes. falling. And fall. Correct. Yes, that's yes. it. That's and there, it. everything else is learned through That's life it. It's learned. Yes. So phobias are more learned. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I mean, essentially, for, uh, for, for us... Not just right? phobias, but anxiety can be, low self-esteem can yeah. be, uh, be, feeling anxious. Yeah, but but, but yeah. all, those, all those issues and all those mental health issues are all based upon trauma, which is why we say it's not what's wrong with it, it's what happened to you, right? And that trauma is absolutely contextual. You see, a trauma as a child will create a, phob- a phobia. A trauma as an adult will create PTSD, right? But it's all based on trauma. And the thing is, nobody's broken. Nobody's broken. And, and the reason why, uh, Eva said, the reason why we're so su- successful is that we are fully immersed in this life of helping people, you know, and it's something that I've always done. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And we live our life to help other people. And, and, and that's it. It's not, you know, when people say, you know, do, do you enjoy what you do? Do you enjoy your job? It's never been a job, ever. You can tell that. You can tell it's not a job it. to you. It's your life. It's your way it of is, life. It is. It, absolutely. But when we got together, I had like a whole host of issues. Um, so I'm 20 years of Just age. Just pause for a second. Eva was a bigger project than you. I know it's hard to believe, Vicky, <laughs> but she was. Um, but, I, knew, I knew we had an affinity, Eva. Yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah, I'd had, I'd had a lot of trauma in my life, um, and I think that, and that was that was something that was, uh, with, you know, a lot of people when I sort of tell people about my life and things that I, I endured and things that I faced, uh, and they go, oh, you know, poor you, and I'm like, no, no, not at all. You know, there's things that I wish, obviously, wish hadn't happened to me in my life, but. You know, the reason that I'm the person that I am today, the reason that I can understand other people's perspective is because of what happened. And and I'm glad it happened to me because I was able to get through it. Somebody else might not have. Um, but it's, you know, so Nicholas is always his biggest project. But literally when we, met, when we met, I had low self-esteem. I was really shy, believe it or not. Social anxiety. Like I couldn't public speak. Like, no way could I public speak. I hated myself. I had a phobia of spiders, a phobia of heights. Um, a phobia of having my head banged in any way. So I couldn't cope with anybody coming anywhere near my head. I, 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 I had an eating disorder, 
prior to that when I was in my teenage years I mean that's just off the top of my head just a few of the the sort of the things that and yet now I've completely become a it's not that I've become a different person I've become the person that I'm supposed to be and the and you know why do we have the accent that we do is because we are a product of our environment we copy our environment and and literally that's all you know that had happened to me you know my environment had shaped me uh, and we can't choose you know the life that we're born into the school that we go to but when we become an adult we can choose the person that that we know that we should be and we want to be and we all have that power to to be that person it might take a little bit of time granted and it might take a bit of work and we might need to ask for help but we can still be whoever we want to be and we are the best project that we'll ever work on isn't that such an exciting thought though that we don't have to be the things that happen to us. We don't have to be those bad chapters forever. We don't have to be defined by our grazed knees. Like we're allowed to grow and be these absolute bright, shiny, amazing, brilliant people, regardless of what's happened in the past. And I don't know, like, I know I said I wasn't fired up about 2022, but that has just got me excited. Good. Amazing. But we always say, Vicky, that you are the best project that you'll ever spend any time on. And, and, and what's amazing about that is that so many people with me, it's like, well, they'll spend hours and hours, weeks and months working on something that isn't for them, right? But they'll put so much effort into it. And when it comes down to working on themselves, it seems like a big drag. I've got yeah. friends like that, though. And I've got, like, I know people like that who it feels like they give that all to these fellas and relationships and like you know like there's nothing they won't do for these men and that when it comes to like going to the gym for themselves or like going back to education or yeah. even just like having a call with a therapist it feels so far out without of their out of their reach and it it's mad to me but that's because obviously they have got low self-esteem on some level and don't believe that they deserve that it. They deserve it. And that's why I think the, the starting block has got to be the foundation to your future is actually understanding that the world's like a mirror. If you want to be respected, you've got to respect yourself. If you want to be loved, you've got to love yourself. Um, if you want people to make time for you, you've got to make time for yourself. And and that that is literally the foundation. And so many people go, oh, but it's so selfish putting yourself first. And I'm like, no, it's selfish not to. Because by you putting others first, what that actually does, it makes you unhappy. So people that genuinely love you see that you're miserable. It exhausts you. Uh, it makes you incongruent. It can make you grumpier than you ought to be. Whereas if you literally put yourself first and you're the person that you, that, you know, and, and you care about yourself, um, then, and you become stronger, then, you know, the world is like a mirror. So when you're strong, you will make other people strong. And, and, and that's, you know, foundation is always, you know, there's only one person that's going to be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all your life. And that is you, no one else. And essentially, you've got to know your value. That's that's a simple, you know. If you, as Evie said, if you don't value yourself, then other people don't expect other people to value you. Yeah. And one of the best analogies is the airplane analogy, as you know. Yeah. When the pressure drops, yeah. And the oxygen masks are released. Put your mask on before you put anyone else's on. Yeah, because you know if you try and help everybody, you know, people to your left and right, you, you might be able to help people to your left and right, but front and back you won't be able to because you'll run out of oxygen. But put your own oxygen mask on first and you can help people left, right, front and back. 
and it's just so important. And, and just two, just to, one thing that I also want to mention was that we we're talking about planning your life and goals, etc. You know, if you don't plan your life, you will simply become as part of somebody else's plan. That that that's the the first thing. And 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 having goals doesn't have to be massive things. It can be it can be small things because the smallest things start to grow. You know, planting a seed is easy. Planting a tree is really hard, but planting a seed. But you can then nurture it and watch it grow and be a part of its development. And, and us as human beings, we're no different. And, and the other lovely thing is, is that, you know, just like a seed or a plant, you can have two plants. You know, we, we're born and we're kind of planted in it. We're in this plant pot. And if we've had a rough life, there might be weeds in there with us and rocks and we might not get as much watering as we need or as much sunlight. But once we become an adult, we can literally repot ourselves and flourish. So like you said, you know, what happened in the past doesn't have to reflect who you are today or your future. Sorry, I went off on one a bit there, didn't I? You did. And, <laughs> and, and to go further than that, yeah. you know, why, when you report yourself, don't put yourself back in a pot, put yourself in a forest. Yeah, definitely, with nice views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just Bit overlooking the ocean. Yeah. Are you doing ocean? Our ocean view, I'm right at the top of this, this hill, looking out on the ocean, getting all the rays, the sun, honestly, blooming. <laughs> I'm somewhere like, you know, twilight, you know, that excellence. Yes. I'm somewhere like there, like really right. moody, loads of mist, like loads of fit vampires kicking about. That's where I am in my tree. <laughs> That's where I am. Is nice. It? Fit vampires. <laughs> and what, 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 about, what about the avatar? Oh, yes. The tree in that. That's a pretty special tree, though. That is a special yeah. tree. I feel like I'd have, to, I'd have to work up to be in that tree. Yeah. <laughs> but you're on the journey. Wow. Oh, I don't get wrong. I'll get there. I'm just probably still a bit small. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guys, before I let you go, you are really well known for all of your phobia fighting. And in particular, over the last year, I've seen so much that you've done. Um, Without breaching any sort of doctor-patient confidentialities or anything like that, what is the weirdest phobia you've ever had to cure? Pubic hair for me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely pubic. But and it wasn't just it wasn't other just other people. It was even their own. So did they have to constantly be waxed? Yeah, and it was a it was a male as well. So who tends to be a a little bit more cute, shall we say? and yeah, that was probably the, one of the stranger ones. For Do me. you know what? It's funny you should ask this question, Vicky, because a lot of people ask this question, and and we we get so many people asking with, with the most, you know, essentially you can have a phobia to literally anything, anything, and and and, and I mean anything. And I remember uh, a lady from Newcastle, as it happens, right. And she had a phobia. Everyone's going to think this is me, Nick. <laughs> no, it, well, well, well. Let's roll with it. Let's just have a see. She had a phobia of gravity disappearing. I mean, right. I've had, I've been pissed quite a few times, like, but I, I've, I've always taken ownership for my falls. It's not yes, to do with right. gravity. Well. 
Well, well, we uh, uh, we know this wasn't you because so this lady and and this is this is serious. So I know I know we're joking apart here, but this is this was a serious issue that this lady had a phobia of gravity disappearing, and therefore she stayed in the house. If she ever had to go out of the house because she had people bringing her bringing her food and, and and grocery shopping and so on, if she ever went out of the house, she had a pram that was full of bricks. No. That she would push round to give extra weight in case gravity disappeared. She just floated off like she was on the yeah. moon. Oh, well, well, yeah. I know. I think, yeah, that was an unusual one. We've had some really... Yeah, and, 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 but also we had someone who had a fear, who also wouldn't leave the house because they had a fear of the fact that the sky was going to fall. We have done that. Real life Chicken Little. Chicken Licking. Licking. Yeah, and that's where it... A re- yeah, and, and that that's where it stemmed where it from. from. And it's from that that's, phobia. Yes. yes that, that was why. And it's just, you know, we said about trauma, everything comes from a trauma, including, and obviously phobia. And it's, it, it just it's contextual. It contextual. So if you're a little kid and you hear that story... And and it really scares you in that moment. You can create a phobia, and that's how phobias are created. It's in, it's just in the moment feeling really scared or out of control, and then boom, it kind of attaches to your your fight or flight response to protect you, and then and and then off it goes. But we have heard some unusual things over the years. I think rubber was another one um, that was an interesting one because it was, and I was like, well, how does that affect your life? And and this this lady was a school teacher, and one of the kids had a rubber band and was messing with it, and she freaked out. Well, that was it. Then all the kids knew that Miss was frightened of rubber bands, so they would have rubber bands and flakes. She had, she had to keep loads of detentions. But it wasn't... It was condoms. It was Wellington boots. Uh, it was rubber gloves. Um, God, I was going to say, the fear of condoms thing, that sounds like some sort of dodgy thing a fella would say, doesn't it, just to get out of the not using them. I thought that's what you were going to say there. It was it, it was it, it was it. I also don't remember that, but we've had tinfoil. Honestly, there, there's been some really, really unusual ones over the years, like really unusual certain foods, like, oh, God, just so many. Like, so, so many. many. And, and and the thing is, uh, a lot of people go, oh, you won't have heard of mine before. And, and most often we've heard them, but still occasionally we still get the odd one that we go, oh, because we had a, a terracotta pot one uh, last year, I think. That was an unusual. We thought, oh, we've never had terracotta pots before. That's an unusual one. But there's but, but, always a... Yeah, there's yeah but, there's all, but there's always a reason. And you think, well, how can someone have a phobia of terracotta pots? And, and but, you know, and to the... To the degree that wouldn't go near a garden centre really affected her life, and and basically when she was a child and they're on on holiday, uh, a father hired a, a scooter, and they went around the bend and this car came across and the scooter they, they crashed into some terracotta pots. You see, there's always a reason, isn't it? Always. What I was always. thinking of when I first came to see you, do you remember? I was like, I'm scared of spiders. And like I was yes. adamant I was scared of spiders. And then we kind of traced it back. And it wasn't spiders at all. It was daddy long legs I was scared of. And the reason yes. was when I was younger and my dad and all his mates used to get pissed at big family parties and stuff, they would catch daddy long legs, you know, things like Halloween parties and bonfire nights where they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and the chases with them in the hands till I wet myself. And that oh, was and what yeah. pack of bastards. But um, that was uh, <laughs> that was where that came from. And once you cure, like God, I, I don't mean to, you know, once you cured us. But I swear, once we worked that out, do you remember? I just burst into tears, and I actually yep. felt guilty to all Good. the spiders. Yes, because yes, and, and then we introduced you to Pipsqueak. 
Yes. Yes, our tarantula. I mean, it's a very handsome spider. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she, uh, she, she's very hairy as well, which is a, a good sign because a hairy spider is a happy spider. That's very true. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember you meeting The only time when it's happy to have a lot of hairs, isn't it, on a spider? Yes. That's it. Otherwise, it's waxing all the way. Guys, I've absolutely loved speaking to you. Like, I say this loads to anyone who asks what you're like. I say you're just good for the soul. That's what I think you are, like two human rays of sunshine. Um, but before I let you go, because I know you're so busy, um, uh, here at Vicky Patterson The Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a little pearl of wisdom, just so they don't feel like they've been listening to me talk shite for an hour. Um, but because my new book's out today, and I want... I, Yay! I, I couldn't have done it without you. And I am the person I am, and I'm, I am getting happier and being better because of your influence in so many ways. So I just wanted to know what your secret to happy was. Well, there's many, um, but the best way to be happy is when you think anything that's negative at all, or you say anything out loud that's negative, just end the sentence with, but luckily, because then it makes you think of of something bright and happy at the end of that sentence. So it's the end of our conversation now, but luckily we will definitely speak to you and see you again. Oh, I love that! <laughs> yeah, because ultimately, Vicky, we, we are what we think we are. And, and and that's one of the key the key to life really is we become what we think about. So if you change your thoughts, you literally change everything. Yeah. Now you know, it can be hard to change your thoughts because we have habitual behaviours. But as Eva says, if you, from this moment, say, okay, every time I say something negative, I will add the words, but luckily, onto that sentence and I will find something to add to it. So, you know, it, it's raining outside, but luckily I've got an umbrella so I won't get wet. And if you use those two words on every negative sentence, what you can actually do is start to literally change the neuroplasticity within your brain and therefore you will always go to finding a solution and finding a happier thought than sticking with something negative. And to be fair and to give everyone, you know, a cop out here, we are socially conditioned to look at the negative because, you know, we, from an early age, if we get something wrong, we get a big red tick against it, right, which focuses our mind... Uh, yeah, a big red cross, sorry. Uh, if we get something wrong, we get a big red cross against it. It focuses our mind to look at what's going wrong. And then we have the news and it's all bad news, you know. And and, uh, and we, we just, you know, in the UK, the average person, you said to them, how are you doing? And they will go, oh, I'm not bad. Yeah. So, so, so bad's the norm, but they're not bad, so they're slightly better. So we are socially conditioned to look at the negative, but you can change that by using those two words, but luckily. I'm going to do that. Over the next week, I am going to try and do that after every... I don't say a lot of negative things, I don't, but like I have been a bit of a gloomy Gus recently. So yeah, after everything that sneaks into my head that's potentially not positive pigeon status, I am going to say, but luckily... And I'm going to text you and let you know when I do it. Good. That's amazing. Good. Honestly, it's been so lovely to chat to We've you. We missed your loads. Yeah, oh, and me honestly, too. you just, you just, you just ace. You, you always make us giggle, and you, you, you bring out our naughty side a bit. 
never be nobody there was nobody else that I would say you look like dog shit to but you Becky <laughs> that's because I love you <laughs> on that note I'm gonna let you fuck yeah. off then <laughs> but, but one thing to think about what happened to white dog shit there's a thought I know what did happen to white dog shit was it something in their food do you think yeah it was it, it was, was actually well so, so, so I believe they used to put chalk in the food yeah, that's terrible. Honestly, yeah. Milo, Milo eats better than me. He's such really? a spoiled boy. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, I can't wait for you to meet him. You'll absolutely love him. Uh, honestly, well, you know we love animals anyway. But yeah, we we watched obviously watched his progression on social media. But I'd love a cuddle. So you know, such a lovely boy. Like he hasn't got a bad bone in his body, but he's uh, very rambunctious. Well, everybody, what a fucking lovely way to kick off 2022 with Nick and Eva Speakman. I hope you took something away from that. Um, I really did. I always do. I love them so much. I fangirl them so hard, guys. And I mean it like... I wouldn't be the person I'm becoming if it wasn't for them. Um, and my book, The Secret to Happy, I do have to give them so much credit because I wouldn't have been able to write it without them and their positive influence on my life. So if you want to hear more from the Speakmans, like they said, they're doing an amazing tour very soon. So check out all their socials for that. But if you haven't already got a copy of Vicky Patterson, The Secret to How to Build Resilience, Banish Self-Doubt and Live the Life You Deserve, it is out today. It is available now. It's in hard copy. It's also available as an audiobook. And the links to buy are on my socials but also in the description of this podcast. So I hope you enjoy, guys. Thank you so much for your support. And let's have a fucking brilliant 2022, eh? Oh, and I'm really sorry about the language. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.